Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to The Thread with Hennessy on SohoRadioLondon.com. The time has come. The person we've been waiting for all day. So happy to welcome this person to the show. The one, the only, Luca Manning. Makes you a man. 
Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell me what makes you Soho Radio. Thanks so much, Luca. Thanks for having me. Um, t- before we get into it, tell us a little bit about that song. You've you've written that fairly recently, mm. I understand. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I've been writing a lot of music recently, and that was probably the earliest of the recent burst of writing. So for me, it feels like I wrote it a while ago, but in terms of the type of adventures I've been going down, um, that is something quite recent. It's a tune called Concrete Kiss. And I think just a lot... It's changed in my life recently, so I've I've been thinking about the big stuff like identity and home and and just questioning a lot of aspects of myself and and figuring it all out and it's you know it's 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 bloody weird, isn't it? Life yeah. so it's forever, um, right? Like yeah, the, the 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 figuring it out bit. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's forever and it's ongoing and and that that tune is a, a recurring question in it that that asks. So tell me what you think makes you a man and kind of like you know you can ponder what you will of that phrase but yeah I'm I'm quite happy with that tune I think I was listening to a lot of like that Leanne Le Havis record and, mm. and Moses mm, yeah. and just thinking about that you know I, I'm writing on Uke now which is hilarious it's like I don't know who the hell decided to give me one of these but <laughs> it's fun because I don't know what I'm doing at all so like it just it's all kind of shapes and sounds and like I couldn't tell you what chords I even just used, you know. Yeah, but that's probably that could be an advantage in a way in getting something really uh, individual and unique out of it. Because if you if you were play if you studied the piano for fifteen years, mm. you probably get stuck in your little pockets. That's of exactly what I find. Like, this is brand new to you. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. Like because I went to to college down here and went to jazz college, and I could sit and talk to you about skills for for far too long and and i think there's a really nice abandon when you when you throw that all away and and dive into something new and that's kind of what i'm about right now there's a great boy quote um that feeney bearman told me about where he says you know you've got to like walk into the water and just at the moment where your feet aren't quite touching the ground anymore that's where the magic happens and i think now as an artist i'm always looking for that feeling i don't want to feel like i'm just going through the motions and when i sit at the piano or when I 
you know, writing that way that I've always written, I feel like I'm just going through a set of processes and that's that's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said two things just there. You said you've been thinking a lot about home and identity. So I'd love to talk about both of those things. So we could start with home mm. uh, because Gla- you, you hail from Glasgow. Is that yeah. Right? So I, I would love to just talk about Glasgow in general because uh, I've got a little bit of a, a little bit romantic about Scotland. Yeah. I'm naive. I don't know too much about Scotland, but I've met a lot of Scottish friends and a lot of Scottish people. Yeah. And, I've been a couple times, and I think they're the wittiest people on the planet. And and can you talk to me a little bit about how maybe being a Glaswegian has shaped your, um, yeah, just your your worldview and and what it was like growing up in Glasgow. And yeah, you just said I've been thinking a lot about home and, and yeah. Identity. I mean, I I love Glasgow, and I definitely have a romantic notion towards it as well. And like, it's I think the best thing about being a Ouija is that we have the crack, like we have humour and we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and, you know, the, the, it's interesting because when I think about home now, especially in terms of how it relates to my identity, there is definitely like a harsh kind of West of Scotland male thing that I always found quite alien. And I was like, where do I fit in this um, as a young person growing up? But then I always found my people and like, I think Glasgow especially as a city like has an amazing music scene art scene a fucking great night out um, you know I was like in the Berkeley suite at far too young an age dancing <laughs> to Andy Weatherhall and, but those experiences really like shaped me and like in my music and my identity and like I think there was just so much on offer and, and then coming to London it was like an extension of that and like I really see home as like wherever you find it like in the moment mm. in the day it changes mm. daily like mm. like I, I don't really feel like and especially like spatially in terms of like material objects like you know like my mum recently sold our like family home that I grew up in so I don't feel like when I go home I have like a room that has my teddy bear in it when I was three <laughs> it's, it's not that it's about yeah. like a sense of like it's almost like nostalgia for me now it's sense like belonging, I, maybe, I have yeah. this romantic Mem- yeah, there's a community that I belong to up there in terms of the jazz scene and the music scene. And then there's also like a romantic nostalgia in terms of like growing up and fucking finding myself and just having a crazy time. But then I'm currently doing the same again in London. So I know that in time I'll have the same view of here probably. So I I really began to think that it, I think rigidity in any thing, in any form is, is a bit of a problem. So I think home shouldn't ever be like one one idea is it's a lot of things isn't it it's, it's, yeah. but yeah. I love being a Ouija I love it and I love tatty scones and I miss them a lot <laughs> not for, uh, not to forget the square sausage well, well. I'm a vegan now oh. but I did love Respect. a square Respect. sausage Respect. hey <laughs> I see you but I mean I don't know I did love a square sausage so I've, I've eaten I've eaten my fair share let's say and the first time I met you Luca I think I, I want to say it was 2018 or maybe even 2017 you mm. were performing at the Glasgow Jazz Festival and yeah. to see to see you come down to London I mean I know you were uh, you were studying down here as well but to see you come down and your transformation personally and also as an artist has been remarkable mm. you know do you want to talk a little bit about that since you've since you've made down here your home well, yeah, I do feel like I've changed a lot. I mean, I mean, some of my friends that have known me a long time remind me, humble me, and say, no, you are the same person, you know? Don't forget that. Um, but I've definitely grown a lot. And I think it's just like quite a, you know, like 18 to 22 is like a lot, you know, a year can be like 10 years. Like, mm. you know, I, I feel like life has been 
visceral and crazy and I, I just moved down to London and wanted to immerse myself in everything and I think at the time that you met me yeah I was like discovering Ronnie's and a lot of people that helped me on my way like you know we'd spoken about Leanne Carroll, Ian oh. Shaw, Jamie Sally. You're a friend of Leanne Carroll? Leanne's like the reason I'm singing like oh, in the jazz man. thing especially. I, I didn't like, know that I didn't know that. I met Leanne when I was like 15 and I was like I didn't know what jazz was at all. Yeah um, I love this woman so much. I mean yeah. just I was like whatever that is I want to do that yeah. and yeah. like and I think stylistically like it's universal for it's, the soul, it's just about song and it's about storytelling and like that is so authentic and and what leanne does and like if i can carry that into what i do then you know she taught me so much and i mean i'd been in london like three months and i got to sing with her at ronnie's like for one of our cold wow. turkey shows and like that from that moment it was like i mean to give me that opportunity like yeah. when i was like 18 was just like mad like She's so she's giving. so beautiful. She's so, so giving, giving, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the reason I I went and got a job at yeah. Ronnie's for fifteen yeah. years. You know, because I saw <laughs> yeah. her front row at Ronnie's, and and like you say, she just gives so much of herself, and she goes straight to the soul. And you just think this is it, it doesn't get any better. It's real stuff. It's yeah. real life. And and yeah, I think I I was just so taken by that, and I did a lot of exploring in London, and I I was in college, and I was working very hard and partying really hard, and. And then, like, the pandemic came and I had time to kind of, like, stop for a minute and mm. I made a lot of changes in my life. I take life a lot slower now and I don't party as much, actually. But I have a kind of new... I feel like I'm a lot more confident as a person. Like, I can mm. sit in a room and I, I know who I am and I'm quite happy with what I make in the world yeah. and that's hard <laughs> to to come by. So I'm, I'm kind of luxuriant in that a bit right now. Like, I'm genuinely really happy with how I exist and and the people mm. that i share my life with and mm. and i just I, yeah i think that's what the kind of whole mental times over the past couple of years have taught me to to find joy in the in the smaller things and yeah that's been fun well congrats on all that success i think that's that's uh something to be applauded yeah i'm, I'm a damn wrecking ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're a mess well done, oh, don't well worry done. like well i i'm well well figuring it out fully identify with chaotic behavior trust me i could sit here and do a whole series of shows on 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 you know examples of me being chaotic but <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask as well about this um i understand you're a roundhouse resident artist yeah that was just announced like literally today yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me about that well basically i think i went and went to conservatoire to study jazz i got a degree in jazz singing how niche um and you go to this college and it's i had an amazing time at Guildhall and i had amazing teachers and met amazing people but it's, it's like one very, very niche thing that you get really good at. And and I didn't really grow up with jazz music. I, I fell in love with it and immersed myself in it and love it as a process and an art form. But I was brought up on what music was on in my house and that could be Bjork or Bronski Beat or The Specials or Donna Summer or The Damned. It was super wide and varied. And I think graduating from college, I wanted to kind of abandon myself from rigid labels and... And I was looking for an opportunity to... Well, first of all, I was like, I need a real job to pay my rent. So I got a job in a coffee shop, which I love. Um, and then I was looking for an opportunity to create that wasn't tied in any way to the scene that I'd been existing in, which was the jazz scene. And I saw an opportunity with the Roundhouse. They run a resident artist programme over 12 months where they take five music residents and five performing arts residents. So they could be theatre makers or poets, or I think they've had like aerial circus performers in the past. Yeah. 
and I love what the Roundhouse is about. They're super community orientated. I love the venue. And they were mad enough to let me on it. And, <laughs> and that's me for the next 12 months, getting to create stuff and be mentored. And Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, so you, Thanks. Yeah. So when you're the artist in residence, that mean you, you go in five days a week for X amount of time and you have so a space that's yours? And Yeah, so there's certain like stuff that's that's programmed like each month we have a masterclass focusing on like, a different aspect of the industry you get check-ins with the producers there um, and then it's really short it's a bit like college you get what you put in so I try and go a couple of times a week I was there earlier on today before I came here and yeah you get to use all the spaces whether it's recording or um, you know rehearsing or whatever or writing um, I, I, I like I like having that space to go out and write in because I think after a couple of years everyone making bedroom music like I feel quite I, I like an alternate space to go and yeah. work in. It feels yeah. like I'm showing up to work in a way. Yeah, yeah. And even today, I was feeling really uninspired. I didn't have a plan for what I was going to do and and I didn't have any ideas, but I was like, if I just go, get on the tube and go and show up, um, something will come. Happen. And it did, you know, it's, it's really it's really amazing how that can um, transpire. So yeah, you, you, get, you get lots of opportunities and I just love everyone. And I love the other residents. Like they're all Brilliant. just beautiful and, and I'm already like collaborating with them. Oh, and wow. It's just a great community to be a part of that's not tied to any one scene. Yeah. Everyone's a multidisciplinary artist. Right. Snore at that word, but like everyone's a creator of things, a you know. Polymath. <laughs> polymath, you know, we we all diversify our, our abilities to oh, <laughs> fucking hell. But, um, and, and the masterclass yeah. thing, are you are you giving that? No, Are so you... in our induction, actually, yeah. it was really cool. So in our induction, they asked us all like three things that we would like to kind of learn more about. And then we all stuck them up on a board and then they've tailored the masterclasses to, to that. So yeah. they bring in people. So our first one was on like funding. So we had people from Arts Council and PRS and come and talk to us about how it all works <clears> and <throat> how we can get money <laughs> and mm. then we had one recently on like digital marketing social media and then we maybe have someone like um cross arts collaboration or like stagecraft or just different things like that that yeah. help you because everyone comes at it from a completely different background and and it's really diverse in terms of like mm. some people have studied some people haven't some people have just started in their journey some people have been doing it a long time so it's really just you know how they can support us in any way you know which is great I think it's a good time to listen to a tune you've just recently, re well, just, take out the word just, you've <laughs> recently released. Yeah. yeah, do you mind if we play this, this time? This time, yeah, we really, yeah, we, go we, we rinsed this when it came, first came out. It's, it's quite a bop, right? It's cute. Like, and we also <laughs> wanted to play it just to show the diversity of your music as well, yeah. because this is a real, you know, I haven't heard anything like this before or since, but I love that you did this. I'm really glad I did it too. It was like dark january lockdown and me and the other artists especially bella like grew up on the glasgow scene together drinking lots of red wine at nice and sleazy's and <laughs> it was so nice we did it all completely remotely like we all you know they were in leeds i was in london we shot a video it was super diy we self-released and I, i'd been listening to a lot of great stuff like tom mesh and you know name and all that for a long time and i wanted to do something that existed in that sound world and this was my offering for that kind of thing this time we will be defined we will go on our own way move slow and just let it go maybe all will go your way this time we won't be defined, we won't go on our own way. 
Well, that was Fear No uh, from Chris Dave and before that, uh, the track this time from Luca Manning. And uh, yeah, we're still here with Luca. Um, uh, I wanted to ask about the EP coming very soon, Noises mm. with Friends. Yeah. Tell us about all that. I'm this very is, excited. I'm excited too. Um, so this is, I guess, a product of all the weird stuff I've been making. Um, <laughs> it's a little snapshot. I basically um, found Kindred Spirits in Hugo Piper, who's an amazing bass player, yeah. and Christos Stylianides, who's from Hamilton, who I've known for a while. <laughs> Um, who is also bonkers and I basically we, we would meet up in Hugo's flat this was maybe August September time on the regular and drink absurd amounts of caffeine and kind of confess our sins and, and make weird music that I'd I'd kind of like write these little songs and poems and stuff and yeah. and, and I was really into like getting adding more production to my music so Christos is is really great at having adventures on like Ableton and, and live electronics and Hugo has really nice bass sounds and and I'd you know we'd make this music and we just threw up some mics in Hugo's living room and and it was mostly so that we could listen back and remember what we'd done because it's like quite improvised um, and then I was like sitting on these demos I guess and was like I was talking to people about what I was doing and, and trying to get advice from folk and I felt like I was spending a lot of time describing what my music sounds like and I was like encouraged to just keep doing what I'm doing and and share what I'm doing and, and not worry too much you know yeah. so I thought yeah I'll just release th- these little rehearsal demos as a as a project and call it noises with friends and it's us in Hugo's living room and it's a kind of like antidote to like the perfection that you hear in the industry right now like everything's so clean mm-hmm. and so studio orientated and I just wanted to like sink into the messiness and it's all quite sad as well so that kind of works um, it's quite raw and and it's a bit like just opening your diary and being like go and have a read but also in a tongue-in-cheek way like I, I'm a sucker for like sick, sinking into my own melancholy but I know I'm like self-indulgent when I do it so I want to be able to laugh about it too um, so well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I always think like you know, when people call something lo-fi now, you know, it, yeah. it, like there's a big, uh, res- I don't know if resurgence is the right word, but yeah. th- there's a lot of people like releasing quote unquote lo-fi totally. stuff. Totally, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I want to get a lo-fi sound. Yeah. What is considered lo-fi now, 50 years ago, would be a hi-fi as could be. Totally. Like, like in- totally. insanely hi-fi. And so I, I have got an optimistic theory that the listener isn't so fussed. Uh, like they just yeah. want to hear something quite good because, you know. De- and, so- and soulful. And so that that's, it, that's that's what it was for me. I was like, mm. I, I I want folk to like. I hope that the stories in here resonate. Mm. And it's like because you're right. People are now going into studios and making things that sound like they weren't made in studios. Like, or they want that kind of like sound or whatever. But like for me, like it's genuinely like the last track on this EP is uh, do you know Brunswick East that coffee shop in like Gillette yeah. Square in Dalston. So I'm in the toilet. And I'm reading a poem into my phone, like, and that's literally like the last track on the EP, yeah. like in Brunswick's toilet. Like, so I just like really wanted to like see how far I could adventure with the idea of like it actually being like raw and like it has been mastered just so that there's a consistency of like sound. Well, so the levels at a point exactly. where yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. play it on the radio here, exactly. Sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's been fun to like. I'm I'm kind of like really nervous, but also going fuck it and it's fun yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i can't wait yeah. i can't wait it doesn't need to be the best take of 20 on the nicest mic exactly. into the nicest desk recorded by the best engineer Matt, totally. you know it, and like it i don't resonate. sound my best like there's days where i had 
codes and whatever mm. because we never did it to plan mm. to release like it's it's mm. funny like thinking back and all i want to do is like be able to transport folk to those days because we had yeah. such a beautiful it was more about my measures of success have totally changed right like because i'm releasing this to like archive it and it's about like the the reward has already been reaped in the processing of it like the mm. creative process was the most enjoyable bit for me so like the actual release like yeah. it's not really about how well it does like in terms of like the industry or it's just to to put it there as part yeah. of my journey that's kind of all it is for me and is it a self-release is it yeah totally it? Yeah. independent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, on, it's man. kind of feeding back into what you were saying when you first walked in we had a little catch-up before we we went on air you said uh something about the you know it's been a crazy couple of years or whatever and you said yeah i feel fortunate um because actually I've, I found myself in a way and, and mm, I've come yeah. to a lot of realizations and actually I don't want to go back to a lot of things that used to be normal for totally, me. Do you want to totally. talk a little bit about maybe some of the epiphanies and lessons you've learned with, with some of the time that you've had? I, I mean, I'm no, I'm no guru. I won't be starting an Instagraphic page anytime <laughs> soon. Trust me. Oh, go on. Uh, but I, I think what I had was an opportunity of time and like I, I only ever really knew like my relationship with consumption was excess and everything. So like, that was like food, work, music, people, dr booze, drugs, party. Like it was just, everything was like extremity in my life. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I had the opportunity to stop for a minute and be like, like what, what happens when I don't have that? Who am I without it all? And like, what do I actually want? And the first like major thing I do, did, I guess, was like my aesthetic totally changed. I, I ended up losing a lot of weight, um, and that was really weird because it was like, was it I'd, when you say you lost a lot of weight? I mean, like you know, a whole I, other one of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've seen. I, I mean, I I've, I'd heard you on tracks, right? And as I was sprinting in here after dropping off my kids, I just I was like, I should know a little bit more about Luca's history, right? And I just looked you up and was looking at live videos of you sing. Yeah, yeah, probably. And you, you look like a different person. Yeah, so was that intentional? Were you like, I, I'm, I'm going to get myself together? Or was it? Well, I mean, obviously, you need to have a certain level of intent to make such a drastic change. Uh, I definitely, you know, knew what I wanted to do and and was quite stoic to do it. Um, but I never expected such a dramatic change, you know, it was like, and I didn't do it in a fast tracked, unhealthy way. I, I literally just, I had the opportunity of time. So I walked around Glasgow. I was in lockdown in Glasgow in my family home and I made, you know, I stopped eating family packs of mozzarella in my bed every day. And, 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 and that was the thing. Was it the family? Oh, packs family packs. It was actually baby bills first. I, I, you know, the first half of my life, I can't actually say that, that's too rude, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, like, walked around Glasgow, got to know my city really well, yeah. and, and had to, you know, it was actually an enjoyable process to really, but, you know, I'd always grown up fat, and, like, the world treats you like shit when you're fat, like, you don't even realise it until, like, I get treated completely differently now, and it kind of makes me slightly resentful, and... Mm. I grieve a part of who I was. Like I've evolved and I've grown positively, and, I, and I'm healthier. But like, you feel better. I do, yeah, yeah. But I do grieve a part. Like, I just like I hate the way the world works sometimes. Like the like, fact that the world treated you like that because of your yeah, previous yeah. appearance. And now, now that like I don't know, like maybe I'm a bit prettier. Like people want to like give me more opportunities. Or like I was still doing well like, and and mm. thriving. Like you know when you would put yeah. me at Ronnie's, like it wasn't you. You know, you 
weren't like we're not booking this fat good like I, I was doing well but like it was it was a lot more of a struggle than I have now like yeah. you know just in every aspect of my life a lot of things were not accessible for me and but what's been really beautiful is like finding like my aesthetic and getting to play mm. with that and like you know I remember like my mum like dragging me around clothes stores in Glasgow like and just nothing being wearable for me like yeah. but I always loved fashion and was always wanted to be really expressive like I loved Westwood and mm. like the new romantic scene and now I'm getting to really explore that like and that's so much fun so there has been really positive things um but yeah I guess just my whole relationship with my body's changed and and who I am but I'm, I'll always be a part of that person too so that's a funny thing it's just quite a dramatic change yeah here here well congratulations on 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 everything the last couple of years. <laughs> I feel like I've um, just come here to get my my validation <laughs> for the evening yeah. um, congrats there you all listening to you're all smashing yeah, yeah. it too well yeah, done yeah, yeah. Their end of the therapy session. No. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, just before um, we uh, we move on, is uh, any any opportunities to see you live coming up at all? Yeah, so I am planning some really exciting shows in the new year. Right. So basically, if you just keep in touch with me, they'll all be announced soon. But mm. as I say, the EP is coming out in January for your Amazing. January blues, and there will there will be an EP launch. Uh, I've got a couple of exciting other things going on and um, yeah, just keep your ears to the ground and, and you will find out. Keep your ears to the ground. Could we um, be so bold as to ask to perhaps for you to finish on something, on a piece? Absolutely. A, uh, I know you mentioned a poem or a piece or something. Yeah. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Thank you, Lee. Um I am going to play another song actually. Um, and as I said, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for the sad um, but I like to laugh about it. And I love the mornings because nobody can bother you. Um, so <laughs> I bet like today it was really like gloomy in the morning. So I, I kind of wrote this song. You know, it's like when the sun's not come up yet and it's like in a winter morning and yeah. and you're lying there possibly next to someone and uh, nothing needs to be said. Nobody talks. It's just kind of all sensory and it's all felt. And I think I've tried to kind of capture that here. And also I believe in like just diving into things head first and being a bit vulnerable so I'm kind of going yeah do it all again even if it all turned out a bit shite it's like do it all again it's not even got a name yet it's a world exclusive To say 
I'd do it all again I'd do it all again Gloomy morning My eyes still have shit Lying in my bed Had a dream about us Maybe I'll never know Your version of events All I can see is Ignorance is and I not a to say I do it all again I do it all again and I Thank you so much, man. Um, we love you. We love your artistry. Um, everyone listening, keep an eye out for the new EP, Noises with Friends, in January. Catch him at a gig very soon. Thanks again. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank Cheers. You for Thank you. Bye.